6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Had one of those moments the other day uh, talking with my oldest son. Okay, he's 30. Actually, he's 31. He's 31. Uh, We were talking about investments. All right? Talking about money. Talking about the future. And he said this to me. I've taken some profit from Bitcoin, put it into Ethereum, and bought some NFTs. And I was like, huh? What what are you talking about? It was like he was talking Greek to me. And, you know, right now I'm just simply wondering how much money I can put into RSPs this year. And he's telling me that, get this, the first NFT that he bought for a few thousand dollars is now valued at more of 90, 90 grand. It's valued at 90 grand, and I wondered, what the heck am I doing? And it was one of those moments where I started to think, oh, my gosh, I feel really old. Have you had a moment like that? Have you had a moment where you just hit pause and go, oh, my, oh, my, I need to keep up to date with things. So realizing that I'm a little behind the times, I thought we could catch up and learn off the top of the show this afternoon about something that has exploded in popularity this year. Our first guest is Ben Perrin. He is the host of BT Sessions website and YouTube channel. We're going to talk about NFTs. Ben, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. All right. So I'm I'm telling you that I'm having this conversation with my son. I'm talking about RSPs. He's talking about Bitcoin, Ethereum, buying an NFT that's gone up in value by like 80 grand in a few months. And I'm wondering to myself, Ben, first off, what am I doing with my money? But second of all, what is an NFT? Can you tell us? Okay, so th- there's a difference between what a lot of people think an M- NFT is and what it actually is. Okay. Um, uh, and, and I'm coming at, you're probably thinking, well, you already sound not too keen on this, uh, which is funny for somebody who's heavily into Bitcoin, but I'll, I'll explain a little bit. Um, NFTs uh, are, are supposedly supposed to be um, pieces of scarce digital art, which you can own yourself. Um, so, you know, much like you would buy a painting and hang it on your wall while well, you would buy a, a digital uh, piece of art created by an online artist somewhere or, or it could be a, a clip of a show or um, uh, an item in a video game, something digital that you own the quote unquote digital rights to. That's what people think they are, but that's not exactly what they are. Um, what you're actually buying is is you're you're buying a digital token that refers to something that is on the internet. This digital token is is kind of like a, a signature, uh, perhaps, of the artist that created it, but it's it's in no way explicitly linked to the actual digital piece. So. You know, you can you can have multiple copies of, of obviously any picture on the internet. Um, what an NFT is is it's a token that refers to an image in this instance somewhere on the internet. So typically, these tokens will have like a a snippet of HTML code in it pointing to, hey, this is somewhere on a website. Now, unfortunately, in instances, this link can be broken, mm. at which point you're you're effectively holding. Uh, a a digital signature, like an autograph of the artist without the art explicitly linked to it. So you have to question, do you want to own that? Um, But there's, there's definitely a disconnect between this and physical art. And I say that because 
in the most basic form, buying a piece of physical art, uh, the act of paying for that art allows you to kind of look at it anytime you please and also prevent others from looking at it if you so desire. An NFT allows you none of those things other than the act of paying for it. So, 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 so I'm, I, I am skeptical. So why, why this boom in popularity then? Why are we seeing some of these things going for millions upon millions of dollars? Is it, is it a fear of missing out, people thinking that they're getting in on the next great thing? What is it? It's, it's a little bit of that. Um, so, you know, Bitcoin tends to move in cycles. Um, and I, I, I look at that based on kind of its issuance gradually decreases every four years. Um, so we saw a, a kind of boom cycle like this back in 2017. And we saw a different set of digital tokens that there was a huge craze on around. And those were ICOs where every company and, and every, everybody and their grandmother was effectively making ICOs, which were uh, tokens that would in some way be linked to a platform or a company. But didn't actually give you any rights to said company or or the fruits of their labor um, but everybody piled into that and this seems to be a little bit of a replay of that although with different functionality um also there's there's a little bit and and again some people may personally find value in having a a signature of an artist um that in this kind of like a digital bragging right okay. is what it is but um, when, when you're looking at owning that, there is some uh, element where you, you need to be really careful too, because what people can do is they can list their own artwork. They can bid up the price themselves, effectively buying their own artwork at higher and higher prices mm-hmm. to make it look desirable and then sell it to the next fool in line. <laughs> um, you can, you're also uh, subject to there, you inject trust. The idea behind Bitcoin was it, you're supposed to remove trust because it's just a ledger of who owns what and everybody has the same ledger. Um, and it's not linked. It's, you know, the the currency itself is entirely online, um, which is why it works. But when it comes to uh, an artist creates a digital, like a JPEG file, and then says, hey, I'm going to create a set of 10 signatures, 10 mm-hmm. tokens that I'm going to sell, you're trusting the artist not to issue any more of those. And so they could. And actually, we did see an entire collection of NFTs that was on Ethereum be copied in its entirety and put on a different blockchain and resold. <laughs> wow. So there's, there's not a lot you can prevent with that. So the, you obviously then, and I, you know, and I, as I've been reading about this, I've been hearing from a lot of different folks yet yeah, talking about uh, regulatory oversight, how these NFTs are created and, trans, and transacted. And it was interesting because a few months back I was following an artist and she said, oh my gosh, someone took one of my paintings and made them into an NF, uh, NFT or did the token into an nft and she's not getting any of the money like it was you know there's still a lot there's there's no regulation around it yeah and and i think that uh, things can move so quickly that that regulators have have trouble keeping up and again we saw that with the ico craze i mentioned before everybody thought well it's it's decentralized so we can do whatever we want but the reality is if there's an individual directly associated with it, if there's a founder, a foundation, somebody in charge of a marketplace, which a lot of these places there there are, 
um, regulators can target those things and they can and they will at some point in time. So a lot of it tends to come from a place of decentralization theater where they say, oh, it's nobody owns it, so there's nobody to crack down on. But when you actually take a look at a lot of these, you know, marketplaces and the so-called decentralized finance, which is another kind of um, uh, a, a bit of excitement around that right now, it's decentralized in name only, and mm. the regulators have said such. Even the, the SEC in the United States is starting to look at a lot of these things. Ben Perrin joining me this afternoon. He is the host of BTC Sessions. You can find the website. You can find uh, the YouTube channel. Lots of great information on both. Um, you know, there's some critics out there that are saying that um, this could be a digital bubble in the making. Do you think that that's happening? I think so, uh, especially in and around these NFTs. Um, I mean, you've got to ask yourself, is is a digital signature referencing a JPEG on a website from an artist that is continually pumping out more pieces? Should that be selling at a higher price point than actual Picassos when Pablo himself is dead and can never produce another work? I, I don't think so. You know what? You make uh, great points there, and I, I'm fascinated to to hear your uh, your perspective on it, given the fact of how long you have been, um, you know, in this cryptocurrency world. To to hear um, you saying maybe a little bit, we need to pump the brakes on this one, Ben. Always appreciate your time. Always appreciate your insight and your expertise. Thanks for making time for us today. Thanks for having me.